the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm honored. Today is Friday, November the 20th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on November 20, 2000, lawyers for Al Gore and George W. Bush battled before the Florida Supreme Court over whether the presidential election recount should be allowed to continue. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? It was 20 years ago today. Today in 1620, Peregrine White was born aboard the Mayflower in Massachusetts Bay. He was the first child born of English parents in present-day New England. Today in 1947, Britain's future queen, Princess Elizabeth, now Queen Elizabeth, she married Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, Westminster Abbey. Today in 1967, the U.S. Census Bureau's population clock at the Commerce Department ticked past 200 million people in America. Today in 1967, I know your first thought, as mine, was, I wonder how many, what's the population today? Well, I checked it. Today, it's 331 million and counting. Today in 1969, the Nixon administration announced a halt to residential use of the pesticide DDT as part of a total phase-out. They did phase that out. In mentioning that, it brings back some childhood memories to me, growing up in the orchards of central Washington, Yakima Valley. DDT was kind of a miracle thing when I was a kid. It killed all the stuff that was bad, killed the bugs, the mosquitoes, and everything else. I guess they decided it killed people as well, but I grew up around that stuff, and I'm still here, and I'm over 40, so it didn't kill everybody yet, but they phased it out. Today in 1985, the first version of Microsoft's Windows operating system, Windows 1.0, it was officially released. And today in 2009, holding back tears, Oprah Winfrey told her studio audience that she would end her talk show in 2011. She was giving them two years notice after a quarter century on the air. Oprah Winfrey has probably misled as many or more people than any single individual in America regarding Christianity, biblical Christianity. She has claimed to be a devout follower of Jesus Christ, yet she has taught New Age and mixed it with biblical teaching all of those 25 years she was on the air. Unfortunately, she is a very influential woman, continues to be, not as much as she perhaps thinks she is, but she continues to have a great deal of influence. And the thing that has bothered me with her over the years, to be very honest with you, is the fact that she has constantly had um, guests on her show, and she continues to espouse that when she talks about Christianity. She always weaves Eastern mysticism and New Age thought into Christianity, and that is that is very, very sad, and it's very destructive. This morning, Jack Graham, pastor of one of the largest, if not the largest and fastest growing churches in America, I think 30, 40, 
thousand members now in suburb of Dallas, near Dallas. He tweeted, praying for clarity and integrity in the presidential election. We're all ready to move forward, but only with the knowledge that truth and transparency prevails. Our republic depends on this. Franklin Graham essentially is saying the same thing this morning. I think that would be something that most of us feel in our hearts. I do. I agree with him. I think you probably would as well. We just want the truth in this election. Yes, most of us biblical Christians, and we voted for what Donald Trump as president, not because he's a shining example of Christianity, but because he has stood with the Christians and he has stood with us in our biblical beliefs. And he has been unfailing and he never blinked in doing so. So yes, we want him to continue to be the president for those reasons, but we want the truth. And the truth has been, <clears throat> well, it's been uh, shaded over to say the least. Yesterday on this program, I mentioned the fact that 157 years ago yesterday, President Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln told our nation from Gettysburg, he said, now we are involved in a great civil war testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived in liberty can long endure. This nation is being tested to see if it can long endure. Yesterday, the Trump legal team, and I mentioned this on the air yesterday, we originate live each morning at 9 a.m. Pacific time, as you know. I mentioned that the a conference was starting while we were on the air, and I would pay attention to it and listen to it after I got off the air yesterday, and I did. The Trump legal team held this news conference yesterday in which they laid out this massive amount of corruption in the November 3rd presidential election, particularly as it relates to the Dominion voting machines and a companion organization that claims they are not at all related, this Smartmatic or whatever, I think it's Smartmatic. The vote counting by these machines, we were told, was done in Europe, not in America. That's often the case with the Internet today. I mean, our server for our website is not here in the Northwest. It's in a different state, but it's they're very reliable and have been in business for a long time, and that's what they do. So that's not <clears throat> uncommon. But when it's the American vote, and you begin to find out who's handling and who created the voting machines and the programs, the software that's being used, it becomes very alarming. They talked about the manipulation of votes by Dominion machines and their operating operators, and the lawyers told us yesterday it's overwhelming. And they say, we have the evidence. I found it interesting that Barack Obama was making yesterday a one-hour special with himself. He's promoting his new book that's selling like hotcakes, as my dad used to say. But during this hour-long special that he was making to promote his new book. It's called The Promised Land. Barack Obama dismissed the suggestions that anything inappropriate had taken place in the presidential election. He called the allegations that Rudy and Sidney Powell and the other lawyers are making. He said they're bald assertions. <clears throat> he also took a jab at President Trump. He said there's no evidence, Barack Obama, nothing fraudulent, and he said, quote, Trump is showing a flimsy relationship 
with the truth. He said, look, look, Joe Biden's going to be the next president of the United States. Kamala Harris will be the next vice president. I've been troubled, like I think every American, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or an independent, you should be troubled when you start having attempts to block, negate, overturn the people's vote when there's no actual evidence that there was anything illegal or fraudulent taking place. Well, we are troubled, Mr. Obama. We're very troubled because there was an effort, an all-out effort, I believe, to negate the vote, as in your words. But it wasn't from the conservative side. It was from the far left who have an agenda that does not include America as we know it. Five years before the Gettysburg Address, Lincoln told the Illinois state legislature, he was a state senator, as you know, he told the state legislature five years before the Gettysburg Address that a house divided against itself cannot stand. But, Abe Lincoln went on to say, I do expect it will cease to be divided. It will become all one thing or all of the other. Although conceived in liberty, America stands at the same proverbial crossroads that America stood at when Lincoln was a young man, a state legislator and later president of the United States. Either we will be restored by the renewed commitment to our founding Judeo-Christian values, or we're going to become a failed socialist asterisk in the dustbin of history. That's where we stand today. Trump's legal team held a press conference, as I said yesterday. Rudy Giuliani had a bad day yesterday. I felt sorry for Rudy. To be honest with you, I like Rudy a lot. I don't know him, but I've watched him closely, as all of us have. He was considered America's mayor at one time as he guided New York City through those horrible days following 9-11. But he looked like he had kind of dyed his hair. It probably is getting gray. and That happens at, at some point in those older people's lives. Um, it looked like he had dyed his hair and he got to sweating in this. He was under a lot of pressure. He got to sweating in the news conference. And unfortunately, some of the dye apparently from his hair began to run down the side of his face. Didn't look good. The press has capitalized on that. A picture of that before he got it wiped off with his handkerchief. A picture of that is all over the press today. I mean, they're just mocking Rudy, whom they once adored or kind of at least put up with him because he did such a terrific job. And he has throughout his political and, and legal career. He's a lawyer, of course. But Rudy and Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, the young woman, if you watched any of that yesterday that was there, the young lawyer, they told the press that they have hard evidence. They're going to be pre presenting it to the courts very soon. Everybody from Obama to Oprah to all of the press who don't even think for themselves anymore. They're so committed to Project 2030 and all of this kind of thing. All of them are saying, well, there's no evidence. There's absolutely no evidence. But these people are saying there is evidence. So you either believe that they're ball-faced lying or you believe that they actually do have evidence. I have th given this a great deal of thought and a great deal of research. I believe they're telling the truth. I believe they have a massive amount of influence personally of, of evidence. And I think that they're going to bring this out. And people keep saying, well, it's where they're out of time. They're out. Well, they're not actually out of time. Time is running short for the Trump legal team. By law, 
recounts and court challenges must wrap up and election results must be certified ahead of the meeting of the Electoral College on December 14. That's the timeline. It doesn't matter what the New York Times says. It doesn't matter what Barack Obama says. It's December 14. That's when the Electoral College, which our founding fathers put in place, and they can hate it, and they can promise they're going to abolish it, and they have to the left. I don't know what Biden thinks about it. Maybe he doesn't know what he thinks about it. But the people around him want to get rid of that. And if they succeed in that, the Electoral College, when it's gone, or if it were to be gone, there would be about five, six, maybe seven, but five or six cities, major cities in America that would pick every, every federal election, every presidential election, every federal election would be dominated and would be made by those cities. The rest of us wouldn't matter if we didn't live in Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Miami, you know the cities. So that's why... The, the founders put that in in the first place, and that's why the progressives, so-called, want to get rid of it. So Giuliani and Powell and Ellis had their press conference. The Trump campaign attorney, Sidney Powell, said during the press conference that the president actually won by a landslide. She said those words. She promised the legal team will prove it. She said, we will not be intimidated. We are not going to back down. We are not. We are going to clean up this mess now. Not only for the president, for sure, they're very loyal to him and they work for him, but she said for America. She said, we're going to reclaim the United States of America for the people who vote for freedom. American patriots, she said, are fed up with corruption from the local level to the highest level of our government. Giuliani said there's a pattern. He was a district attorney. He was a prosecutor, a lawyer, and, of course, mayor of New York City. He said there's a pattern to the alleged irregularities in key states that suggested a plan from a centralized place. He said somebody was running this, somebody was, uh, or some group, he said, was running this to commit fraud in cities controlled by Democrats. Following the press conference, Fox News White House correspondent Kristen Fisher, she reacted with an angry face. She said, quote, well, that was certainly a colorful news conference, probably referring to the die that ran down the side of Rudy's face. That was unnecessary for her, but she had to say it. But she said it was light on facts. So much of what he said was simply not true. This is Fox speaking, Kristen, Kristen Fisher. She said what, so much of what Rudy said was not true, or it's been already thrown out of court. She's wrong. The evidence they presented in that conference yesterday has not been thrown out of any court. There have been a couple of lawsuits thrown out because they were filed by individuals, not by this legal team of Trump's. They haven't presented it yet. Probably the suits she was referring to were two from Minnesota. They were thrown out by individuals, but it was they were thrown out because the court deemed they did not have standing. It wasn't on the basis or the merit of the lawsuit they had filed, but it doesn't have anything to do with the legal team. She's either terribly uninformed or just simply lying, bold-faced lying to the Fox um, viewership. But anyway, she continued on and on and on, never deviated from the it's not true thread. Her criticisms pretty much echoed all of the news media on the left, the leftist news media. Fisher's concerns were pretty much consistent. 
throughout the day with that. And there were others on Fox. Some of them, no, not so much. Not everybody on Fox is drifting to the left, but believe me, a lot of them are, and the people who own it definitely are the Murdoch family. But the whistleblower, Sidney Powell said there's a whistleblower, and that's related to the This whistleblower was formerly with the Venezuelan military and with the former socialist Venezuela dictator Hugo Chavez. And they managed election outcomes. Well, this guy has come forward and said, yeah, I'll tell you exactly how we did it. I'll tell you where this software came from. And he's told them. And it's all on, uh, they have the, it's an affidavit. It's under oath. The press generally mocked Trump's lawyers telling them they didn't believe them, demanding they bring the evidence forward today, they said yesterday, encouraging them to give up. There's so much in this that I don't have the time to go through all of it today, but let me just touch on about nine things or eight or nine things that uh, were important in that conference yesterday. But this is all based on, do you believe that Rudy Giuliani, uh, Sidney Powell, and there's Jenna Ellis, and there's there are many other lawyers, but they're kind of leading the thing. Do you believe that they're telling the truth, or do you believe that they are lying to the public, like Susan Rice did, for example, in regards to the Benghazi matter some years ago? Do you believe they're telling the truth, or do you believe they're lying to the public? That's what it comes down to. If you believe they're lying, then none of this matters, because they don't have any of this evidence. If you believe they're telling the truth, and I do, and I don't jump on every wagon that goes by. I don't care whether a Democrat or a Republican is, you know, is driving it. I just don't jump on. I got to be honest with you. I got to feel comfortable in my own heart. And is this true now? I mean, do and pray about it. Discernment. I mean, that's the beauty of being a Christian. God can guide our heart and our mind and, and help us to understand the truth and see the light in the darkness and so on. And I just believe that they're telling the truth. I don't believe they're standing there lying day after day after day saying they have all this evidence when they don't. And they do have time, as I said, to present it. Although the press would lead you to believe that they're basically out of time yesterday just because the press wants to expose whatever it is they're doing so they can begin to attack it. But they say they have it, they will present it, and yes, they have some time. Yes, time is short. December 14th isn't that far away, but it has to be all wrapped up before that, according to the constitutional model as to how these things are handled. The first thing they mentioned yesterday is observers were prevented from watching mail-in ballots and being open. Well, we've seen a lot of that. We saw it. I mean, the pictures have been there. They put paper on walls and all of this kind of thing. And um, so, excuse me about that. Forgot to turn off my cell phone this morning. It's it's beautiful to be live on the radio. Sometimes in the studio things don't get turned off. Today it was my fault. My fault. That was my cell phone. It's probably President Trump calling, but I'll talk to him later. I'm kidding. The second thing that they mentioned was that the un, unequal application of the law in Democratic counties in Pennsylvania, the Supreme Court created new laws relaxing voting rules before the election. Giuliani said the absentee voters in Democratic counties were allowed to cure, in other words, fix defects in their ballots, and they have the evidence. The third thing that I noticed in this was that voters arrived at the polls to discover that other people had voted for them. Their ballot had gotten into the hands of someone else. They intended not to vote by mail, but to go there and vote the authentic way, 
and vote at the at the poll. So they get there, the people pull up their name, the Democrats who are running these things pull up their name, and they say, oh, you've already voted. They said, no, I haven't. Here I am to vote. It was all Republicans who had that experience. I'm, I'm here to vote. And they said, well, you can't vote because you've already voted. That happened. They have the evidence. Also, election officials were told not to look for defects in the ballots and to backdate ballots. And I talked about that at some length yesterday, so I won't go into that. But it happened. And ballots casting votes for Joe Biden and no other candidates. And I mentioned that yesterday as well. But that was one of the issues, and they're going to prove that. Uh, They have the data to show that that happened. People generally, I mean, it's just they don't do that. They don't vote for everybody on the ballot, but if they're voting for Joe Biden or voting for Donald Trump, they generally vote at least for the senators and representatives from their state. I mean, they just do. And then maybe or maybe not, they go on down ballot and vote for, you know, the diminishing uh, role. And I don't mean diminishing as far as the individuals, but I mean, they're not federal, you know, offices. And that's just a pattern. And it's always been in American Um, elections that way. But they were getting thousands and thousands and thousands of ballots that just had one vote on it, Joe Biden, nothing else. And so they're bringing that to the surface to be looked at by a court of law. Absentee ballots were accepted in Wisconsin without being applied for. They were taking ballots from people who had never asked to get a ballot for this election. And that, of course, opens up a whole, you know, plethora of mischief. Another thing that I noticed is that, and they say they have evidence, that they were there were overvotes. Many of the precincts in these strong Democrat um, states and, and counties, many of the precincts were recording more votes than there are residents who live in the precinct or the county. Giuliani made a big deal out of that. He was, you know, laughing about it in the way that he does. And, you know, it isn't a laughing matter, and he isn't really laughing, but he was laughing about that. He said, how does that work? He said, how do you have, you know, 200%? And one of the one of the counties or precincts, uh, I think it was Sidney Powell who mentioned yesterday, that she said there were over 300% of the amount of people living in that precinct or county that voted. In other words, if 100 people lived in this precinct or this count, this jurisdiction, 300 voted. How does that work? And yet you have Barack Obama and others, you know, with this importance, the look on their face, the sound in their voice, saying, well, there's no fraud. There's no, there's no evidence of anything that went wrong here. Everything's just fine. Well, everything isn't fine. The Constitution provides for a process for electing a president if the vote is corrupted. And Jenna Ellis pretty much put that out on the table yesterday, and I thought she did an excellent job. She argued that the media has usurped the power to declare the winner of the election. She made the point that citing Federalist number 68, that the constitutional process of selecting a president had procedural safeguards against corruption and foreign influence. Giuliani said that the campaign believed that enough votes were flawed 
more than double, double the margins between Biden and Trump in key states, that the president, Donald Trump, has a path to victory, and they're going to prove it. Powell mentioned in the news conference, Sidney Powell, one of the lawyers, she talked about the Smartmatic Dominion voting systems. She made reference to an affidavit filed this week. She said they have it that cited testimony from alleged whistleblower, a former Venezuelan military member that I mentioned a few moments ago. He says that Smartmatic, Dominion, and other election software companies use technology that was actually developed in Venezuela under Chavez a number of years ago. Over the years, Venezuela's government has been accused of election rigging schemes on behalf of Chavez. Smartmatic and Dominion have both denied that they have any connection to one another, and I've seen that in a number of places, while Dominion has denied having ties to any foreign government. That isn't true, and they have the evidence, including Venezuela. They have that evidence as well. Dominion said it purchased assets from a a subsidiary of Smartmatic three years after it had been sold to other people. Various secretaries of state and the Department of Homeland Security in our country have said that there is no evidence of voter fraud, and the uh, the fired cybersecurity chief said that the November 3rd election was the most secure in U.S. history. He said that a few days ago, and yes, Donald Trump fired him. It isn't true. There's an abundance of evidence. As far back as 2006, there was a cable that was leaked by WikiLeaks. It was titled Caracas. View of Smartmatic and its voting machines. That was the title of this message. And it was between our people, U.S. people, uh, authorities and government. U.S. uh, Embassy Counselor Robert Downs, he noted that the Smartmatic was formed by engineers in Venezuela and was used in the country for years. The cable at the time described Smartmatic as a riddle, and it came out of nowhere, they said, to snatch a multi-million dollar contract in the electoral process that ultimately reaffirmed Chavez's mandate and all but destroyed his political opposition. This message between our government officials said the company's software is used in the Philippines, African countries, and several Latin American countries to manipulate elections. Smartmatic and Dominion have been contacted and asked about this, They refused to respond, to reply. So much more that we could say today, but that's why we'll continue this conversation on Monday. But I want to just take a moment and thank you for standing with us. These are, as I said, times of testing for our nation, for our Constitution, and for each one of us who care and love, care about and love our country. We do. These are very difficult times, but I want to tell you something. God is in control. The psalmist said in chapter 3, verse 3, But thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the lifter up of my head. The Lord your God, Deuteronomy, which goeth before you, he shall fight for you according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes. And that promise stands today. Thank you for your support, Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. I'll see you 
right here on Monday. Have a great weekend. Trust the Lord. God is in control. Everything's going to be as the Lord wants it to be eventually. We'll get through this.